Blog Talk Radio. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because he figured out long ago it was a real estate scammer and not someone that Scooby-Doo is chasing who is an actual ghost. Coach Mike Jones, live, I believe, from Puyallup, Washington. Coach, are you still in the confines of Puyallup, Washington? Yes, I am. Beautiful Puyallup, Washington. We have a great view of Mount Rainier from here. You know, Christopher Rysak never has properly learned the pronunciation of that town. Yeah, I know. Even Johnny Carson struggled with it. Well, it happens. You know, Rysak's come close. Pull your lips. He's come up with a few that were in the ballpark, but not quite up to bat. All right. Well, he's wrestled here, so he should know by now. He's come close, but never quite hit it close. Uh, also, once he thought he was there, but he was not. He was actually in South Hill, which is a few minutes across the way. Yeah. Now, Coach, since so there is a South it? Hill, Washington, can you tell our listeners why there is not, in fact, a North Hill, Washington? I think that's called Edgewood. Okay. Edgewood instead of North Hill. Yes. Very interesting. I did not know that. How about them show notes? Correct. So, later today you can find myself at P&W Blue Collar Wrestling, where I will be joined by some of the hosts of Turnbuckle Turmoil, perhaps even one with a whistle that comes from us from coast to coast, perhaps, to induct Paul Freakshine into the Turnbuckle Turmoil Hall of Fame for 2022. Also, there's a show. Coach, can you tell the listeners this show that's happening in Dallas, Texas, at that stadium? WrestleMania. Indeed. Former guest of the show, Jason Ayers, producing that show. Last night, I believe he's still in the production team today. I don't think he'll be donning the stripes, but I believe he is producing the show. Also, former guest of the show, Jessica Carr, officiating that, so congratulations to them. Also for today, 
Coach, did you know it's Miss Alyssa's birthday today? Oh, happy heavenly birthday. Yeah, Miss Alyssa having her birthday today. I'm sure she's celebrating it with Troy Miller, also a Turnbuckle Turmoil Hall of Fame member, and, of course, her son Brody as she sits down to watch WrestleMania. I don't think she did the WrestleMania game this year. Sometimes they have okay. it, sometimes they don't coach. Okay. Now, I think I was going to win it one year, but then my my picks mysteriously didn't make it to her, even though I typed them perfectly, mysteriously didn't make it. Oh, man. You got robbed. I think there were shenanigans afoot. I, I can't say for sure it was Shockwave the Robot that caused it, but I'm not saying it wasn't Shockwave the Robot that caused it. Okay. So no other shows today? Um, I'm sure there's still a metric crap ton of shows happening in Dallas, Texas. You throw a rock, you're going to have that rock hit a building somewhere that's hosting a wrestling show because it is WrestleMania week in Dallas, Coach, so I'm sure there's still lots going on there. I know WrestleCon still underway. You can find dozens upon dozens of your favorite sports entertainers of days past up to current day. Kevin Sullivan's over there. Andrew Anderson's over there. Arn Anderson, Tolly Blanchard. You name a who's who of professional wrestlers, most likely they have conjugated there in Dallas at WrestleCon. Definitely. Now, Coach, have you ever taken part in a WrestleCon event yet? Not yet. And I haven't even, well, I have been to one WrestleMania there in Seattle, which uh, that was really fun. I got a program for that. That was 19, as I recall it. I also was in attendance. Uh, that predates WrestleCon, but if you ever get the chance, Coach, I think you'd enjoy WrestleCon. Dozens upon dozens upon dozens of some of your all-time favorite sports entertainers right there in one place, taking pictures, signing autographs, telling stories. It's a great time. I once, like, randomly ran into Casey Carlisle at a WrestleCon once. She wasn't even supposed to be there. She just went on a whim, and there she was. Nice. Did you get a couple extra pictures from her? Uh, We did take some pictures. We did. Uh, We took pictures together, and then the best thing was it was Shane Strickland's final match before he went on to WWE. He was wrestling at the Pancakes and Piledriver show. Don't get me started on the fact that there were no pancakes there, Coach. And Casey got to watch that match. Uh, She was instrumental in the training of a very young Shane Strickland. She helped train him and then got to see him in his final independent match before heading off to the land of WWE. Awesome. Okay, I guess if you want to, you can get me started on how there are no pancakes at Pile Drivers and Pancakes in New York. Go ahead. Yeah, why isn't there? 
the second year in a row they got like messed around by the venue. Now the first year they were able to sidestep things and they made the pancakes outside of the venue. You had to eat the pancakes outside of the venue with no condiments. Condiments were strictly prohibited for your pancake enjoyment. They get to New York City and they're in the hotel there for WrestleCon. Day of the show, pancakes and pile drivers. It says right on the title of the show, pancakes and pile drivers. The venue said, oh, well, you can't have pancakes in here. And they said, what do you mean? We brought all the uh, ingredients. And they said, no, 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 you can't do that here. What if people drop their pancakes on our uh, hugely expensive carpets in this ballroom and smeared pancakes all over the carpets? We could have thousands of dollars worth of damage to the carpets. Plus, we have eateries here in the hotel. You'd be in competition with them. And they said, come on, let us do it, let us do it. And the venue said, no, 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 no. They tried for several hours. Finally, the venue said, either no pancakes or you have to scrap the whole thing. So they regrettably went on with no pancakes and I believe only a couple of pile drivers. Oh. How do you like your pancakes? Well, I like them hot, and usually some maple syrup is nice on it. Once in a while, some butter, but generally not very much butter. But I like them nice and hot with some maple syrup. Yeah, same here, except I usually add peanut butter and jelly, too. Aha, a peanut butter and jelly aficionado of pancakes. Yes. And now, Coach, how like do you take your waiting. waffles? Basically the same, yeah. Aha. Now, have you ever had the peanut butter waffle at Waffle House and then added jelly to it? No, I haven't. Sounds good. That might be something you want to write down on your life goal list, Coach. Yeah, I think I've only been to the Waffle House with you in Indiana. Oh, the one time, and as I recall it, I don't think you had a waffle, did you? I'm pretty sure I had an omelet. I think you're right, yeah. It's been a long time. Well, now Waffle House has a nice peanut butter waffle. So what you can do, Coach, is you go in there and you say, I'll have the peanut butter waffle. They'll bring you this peanut butter waffle, and then you take a packet of jelly, you put it on there, you'll have yourself a peanut butter and jelly waffle. Okay, sounds good. It's and not another too bad. Thing, it looks, looks like our fantasy baseball draft is continuing to be postponed. We still need a few more teams. If anyone's interested, you can check us out on the ESPN's Fantasy Baseball with the Real School Army Northwest League. Now, Coach, we have several members of our league here. QT's involved in it. You don't think he's scaring players off in an effort to win this thing via forfeit, do you? I know it means a lot to him since he took third place last year, and I barely lost the World Series. I was first place all the way through the season, except I lost at the championship. Damn it. But, yeah, me and him had quite the rivalry. Now, it's also one of our last seasons potentially to draft Joey Votto. 
Oh, yeah. He's definitely impressive. Absolutely. Long-standing member of the Cincinnati Reds is Joey Votto. He's been there for a long, long time. Yes, definitely. He's like the last uh, member from a long time ago. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Now, Coach, who would you say is your all-time favorite Cincinnati Red? Well, of course, Sparky Anderson, but then after that, it's probably Johnny Bench. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Now, Coach, did you ever hear the story of how Johnny Bench got a pitcher to stop shaking off his signs? No, I didn't. This is a good one, Coach. So Johnny Bench is catching, right? And this young pitcher keeps shaking off Johnny Bench's signs. So Johnny Bench calls timeout. He goes to the mound. He says, if you call off one more sign, I'm going to catch whatever you throw next barehanded and toss it back to you. And the pitcher is thinking, there's no way this guy can do that. He's just trying to see if I'll do it or not. And so Johnny Bench gives a sign. Pitcher calls it off. He throws a fastball down the middle around 90 miles an hour. Johnny Bench catches it barehanded, doesn't flinch, and then lobs it back to the pitcher like it was nothing. Pitcher never called off another sign the rest of his time there. Damn. So, hey, you might have to get a hold of Lance Dean. We've had a lot of Lance Deans this last week. My goodness. I think Lance Dean has turned Lance Deaning into a industry-wide fad. Definitely. Jeez Louise. What's going on here? Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying Lance Dean has caused my mother-in-law to miss something? No, I did not say that. Uh, you, you you implied it when you mentioned her. I didn't mention her as far as I know. I heard you say her name. What's her name? Louise. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I see. That was just a coincidence, I guess. Uh-huh. Can't believe you'd accuse my mother-in-law of Lance Deaning something. She wasn't supposed uh, to be here today, was she? No, not as far as I know. Okay, me too. Okay. All right. Now, Coach, have you ever fought Lance Dean? In a battle royal, I'm sure. Oh, wow. How did that go? A couple. Well, I'm pretty sure both of us lost. Neither one of us won the Battle Royal, but it went as as you could figure. Well, at least nobody had their leg broken or anything. Like poor Debashi, that old thumbs-up Lance Dean, he set a trap for Debashi. Debashi's been on the disabled list ever since Lance Dean did that. He really hurt Debashi. Yeah, I know. That sucks. But you can really still enjoy his his shows on his podcast at Lyrical Spit, and then he also has the Murky Chronicles also. And don't forget to check him out on TikTok. His TikTok's quite the thing too. 
That's true. You know who likes that tick-tocking is Mikey O'Shea, former Northwest Pro Champion. I hear Danny Bonaducci does too, yeah. Imagine Bonnie. Danny Bonnie Ducci, Mikey O'Shea, Debashi, and Old Thumbs Up Lance Dean all combined and did one joint TikTok venture. That would be cool because Debashi would be calling him out for being a pussy. And then Old Thumbs Up Lance Dean will say, well, I know I had. A pussy cat when I was six years old, and he'd give a thumbs up to Debashi and then just wander off somewhere. Yep. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Yep, yep. Old thumbs up. Lance be looking for the pussy cat, and Debashi will say, What's happened to our lives? Where do we go wrong? And Mikey O'Shea will say, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what my middle name is. I just know the initials O. Ah. Uh. Right. You know, he doesn't know his own middle name. I have asked him many times. I say to Mikey O'Shea, Mr. Shea, I says to him, what does the O stand for? He doesn't know. Wow. Wow. And then what about Mustache Mike? He lost his mustache not too long ago. He has. That's the second time in the span of a year he has lost a loser, loses his mustache mask. Ah, nice. That's well, not for his mustache. That's what he gets for being a heel. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, this most recent time, it was Paige Jones that beat him for that. Yeah, it was quite the match, yeah. Yeah, Paige Jones, of course, a uh, trainee of the legendary academy, ran by Max Sled and Paige's husband, Legendary Larry D. Yeah. Now, I believe, unless I'm mistaken, and I could be, but I don't believe that I am, the first time I ever met Paige was at a WrestleCon, I believe in Los, no, in New Orleans. I believe that was the first time I met Paige. All right, cool. Now, Coach, have you noticed that Lumberstash, Mikey the Mustache, and Lumberzack don't seem to be on the same page together these days? Wow. Yeah, that's not good, is it? No, I don't think Feel Good has managed either one of them recently. Well, hey, I got a new idea since we got a no-show so far. Okay, let's hear the idea. I can finally start interviewing you. Who were some of your heroes growing up? Well, besides Coach Mike Jones? Still growing up, I know that. My girl tells me her mom told her guys guys never grow up. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Um, Let's see. I mean, you got, of course, the Gilbert family. Everybody knows... uh, the Gilbert family were inspirations to me. Dice Man Ronnie Vegas, Superstar TJ Powers. Uh, you got people like Tito Santana. And then, of course, Dr. J was a big inspiration to me. Dominique Wilkins I always admired greatly. There are quite a few. Mark McGuire, I may or may not have had a shrine 
to Mark McGuire in my home for many years. All right. Yeah, I got to see Mark McGuire here at Cheney Stadium when he was a Tacoma Tiger, him and Canseco. They were called the Bash Brothers. And they didn't skip AAA. Nope, they were in AAA when uh, Tacoma was an Oakland Athletics affiliate, as I recall it. Exactly. And it was nice. I also got to see the Oakland A's come and play the Tacoma Tigers. Ricky Henderson, Dave Henderson, of course, the Bash Brothers, Carney Lansford. Shit, everyone was there. Was Debashi there? No. Ah, oh, come on. You said everybody. Okay, and then, so, hey, what was some of the most memorable matches you've seen or been involved in? Let's see, seen or been involved in. Uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair from the Chi-Town Rumble 89. I watched that on the anniversary of the match every year. Always find something I hadn't noticed before in there. It was such a fantastic match. I just learned from that match quite a bit. Kevin Sullivan versus Norman the Lunatic, even though Kevin Sullivan was not a fan of that match, I loved it. It had every aspect of wrestling you could think of all blended into the one match. I thought it was a masterpiece. I loved that match. Um, Let's see, some matches I've been involved in that were memorable. Um, The Venture Guys versus Delirium and... Darth Carter, that was a good one. We swept that idiot Darth Carter right out of the business there for a minute until he came back. Um, I had a 73 and a quarter star classic with the high rollers against Doug Gilbert, Tommy Rich, and Officer Greg Burns, where if I had not lost that match, I would have won it, Coach. Definitely. Let's see. Um, of course, I remembered part of the HPW 15-year anniversary battle royal up until I blacked out. Oh, man. It happens. Okay. Um, oh, and uh, my comeback match from sheer death against Cameron Starr was fairly memorable, too. It might have right. been the greatest entrance in the history of wrestling at any level of all time. I had 400 people there, Coach, in tears once my music kicked in because they thought I had died right in front of them. And then months later, I made my successful return. It was like being reincarnated and coming right back out through the curtain. They all burst into tears. And when I looked over to tell the boys, hey, the fans are already in tears over here. We got them. There were people on the other side of the curtain. Same reaction. Quite the tearjerker, exactly. Is your is your song on the playlist? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're gonna have to play that on the on the outro today. All right, yeah, we could do that. I mean, and not the you, like you, not the alternate version, but of course the original version is there. Okay. Did you play sports in high school? Indeed, yeah. Um, Basketball and baseball primarily. Uh, Once in a great while, I would do, like, casual tennis during, like, 
physical ed class or something like that. I never took to it greatly, but I had attempted it once in a while. All right. Who are some of your favorite people to work? Anyone I ever got in there with, really, there was never anyone that I walked out of the ring saying, I can't believe I had to be in there with that schlub. But, yeah, anytime I get in there, I look at the positive aspects of it. And so I've never not enjoyed myself in there. Although there was a guy once that headbutted me in my head and then afterwards said, watch the headbutt. Oh, I was all right. Wow. I was so all right. Nobody got kept... hurt in that match, which was the actual booking instructions for the match. All right. So who are some of your toughest opponents? Ooh, there's been a lot of tough ones in there. Uh, Officer Greg Burns, apparently, because he got the one, two, three on me. Um, Cameron Starr's a tough opponent. She made me realize that seeing Starr's wasn't just a figure of speech. It was an actual thing that could happen if you were hit hard enough. Damn. All and, right. Um, Dave Turner is a tough customer. I beat him at Northwest Pro. Um Let's see, there, there's been a lot, Roger Blade hit me with like a pound and a half of steel loaded in his glove, that was pretty tough. All right. And apparently, yeah. some rogue firemen were tough enough that they dented a cement floor with my face. That's got to be pretty Jeez, tough I if know. you can handle that. You live to tell, exactly. And then, of course, I'm sure everyone wants to know what your favorite coffee is to drink. Well, I like my coffee like I like my former blue-collar wrestling booker coach, Hot and Black. I'd say right at the moment, Demon and Bunny makes boot the best coffee I've ever had. They make a fantastic blend. Rosemary and Allie conspired to make this just beautiful blend of coffee. I know it's a favorite of people at Northwest Pro Wrestling, Keith Ryan, the caller commentator, huge fan of it. He talks about it all the time during the live stream at Northwest Pro. He's a big fan as well. All right, sweet. So what suggestions do you have for people wanting to get in the business? Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Outside of that, though, if you're uh, going to do it, uh, find yourself a... Quality trainer, and when I say quality trainer, someone that's going to try to teach you properly and not just take your money and let you do whatever you want to do and let you get hurt, so forth and so on. Find someone that's going to teach you correctly and be involved in the training and show you how to do things and then help you once you are ready to go on the road and teach you out-of-the-ring etiquette as well as things to help you on the road. So find yourself that type of teacher. And then, of course, always tuck your chin. All right. And then what what's some schools you suggest for people? Oh, there's a lot of great schools out there. Um, I'd say primarily the OVW school as far as I know, still one of the best in the world. Uh, they have a long-standing reputation as some of the t- finest trainers anywhere. They train 
countless WrestleMania main eventers. So that's definitely one. Um, the Black and the Brave Academy in Iowa. I've never seen a graduate of that school that wasn't extremely far more advanced than what their actual experience level was. They just turn out unbelievably quality performers. The Buddy Wayne Academy, even though we lost Buddy Wayne, uh, it is still being ran by his students, and they turn out great quality wrestlers. Um, Oregon Wrestling Academy is doing some good things. They're a newer school down in Oregon, but uh, doing very well. Um, WCWO is a renowned training facility there at Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis. Jake A.O. and his crew do a good job of training people. The Nightmare Factory, of course, uh, ran by guys you see on television on a weekly basis, and they turn out great quality performers, and they do a lot of fine-tuning of people that have experience. Uh, Cody Hawk School is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if Les Thatcher is still teaching, but if he is, and I would highly recommend Les Thatcher. He's turned out some of the best independent wrestlers that anyone's ever seen over the last 20 years. Well, there's a lot of good sources out there. Right on. And then you've, you've wrestled or been involved in shows all over America. Can you let us know about about most of them? Uh, most of the shows I've been in in my life? Well, yeah, on different different areas and promotions, yes. Oh, different places I've gone. Okay. Um Let's see, I've been to Alaska. That was one of the greatest payoff systems I've ever encountered in my life, Coach. Yes, hookers and beer. Strippers and beer. Hookers. Strippers. <laughs> Strippers yeah, and think, beer. Uh, I don't think Laren's going to let you have a, a hooker, right? I didn't even encounter one in the ring. The closest I came was Lou Thez's autobiography hooker, which is a fantastic <laughs> book, and if you can find a copy, I'd recommend you pick it up soon. All right, cool. And let's see, uh, Washington, I've been on a few shows there. I've done a few shows in Oregon. Um, Idaho for Russell Club and for Northwest Pro. Uh, Russell Club exploded in Idaho, Coach. They had statewide broadcast television. A lot of the alumni that Russell Club has put out has, in the last couple of years, gone to different areas, and they're doing extremely well. Of course, Russell Club's still going. Um, Indiana, my home base, I've worked several places there. Um, Kentucky, I've worked a few different promotions. Uh, UWF, which is no longer there, but had some of the greatest wrestlers available on a weekly basis, it seemed like. We had um, Larry's D's promotion, um, not the current one, but the one that preceded it, Primetime Wrestling. I did one of their final shows in Kentucky before they rebranded themselves. Um, I did the DG USA seminar in New Orleans, so I worked several matches during the course of that seminar for uh, Gabe Sapolsky to review. Um, 
North Carolina, of course, I go out there for gouge. Always a great honor to get to go to gouge. And the last time I was there, I not only wrestled in two title opportunities, but I was in the main event of the first gouge show in nearly two years. Not, not to mention that was your lifelong dream. It really was, yes. And Chicken Bob got to manage me. Sweet. So, yeah, it doesn't look like Mr. Stroh, Stroh Maestro, is calling in because I don't see him on Facebook, and I don't know what the heck the deal was. He said he was going to be on. So something. You know who I think prevented this, Coach? Who? Lance Dean. Of course, yes. It sounds like something Lance Dean would do. Lance Dean probably called him up and said, I'll give you $50 to Lance Dean Turnbuckle Turmoil. Gary Carter was a catcher in Major League Baseball. And then he sent a picture of him with his thumb up in the air, and Stroh said, I guess I'll take the 50 bucks." Yeah, and then he's the third person who somehow couldn't be on this week. What a Man, we haven't had that many since I've been on. It happens. We go through streaks of that. Now, Coach, Lance Dean might be clearing the way because today's an important day in his family. As you know, Lance Dean's Paul, Paul Freakshine, is being awarded his 2022 Turnbuckle Turmoil Hall of Fame induction plaque today at P&W Blue Collar Wrestling. Thumbs up, Lance Dean might want the spotlight solely on Paul. Maybe that was his nefarious way of doing it. Although, JB, I believe, not on today because he's cleaning up, putting on his best overalls so he looks presentable when we go there and present Paul the award. I'm a little bit leery, though, because as you know, Paul and JB haven't seen eye to eye in the last few years. Yeah, that's true. And what an honor to be uh, inducted in our Hall of Fame, yes. Yes. Now, Coach, can you run down the list of Hall of Fame members that we have so far? I don't know the exact list, but I know Jim Chadwick, Aaron yes. Bolo, Casey, yes. Casey Carlisle. Yes. And uh, uh, I think uh, that's about all I can remember. Okay. So Aaron Bolo, Jim Chadwick, Demarcus James, Troy Miller, Brian Class, Cameron Starr, Princess Victoria, Kevin Sullivan, Casey Carlisle, and now Paul Freakshine. I think Demarcus James is still in prison. <laughs> um, I cannot confirm or deny at this time. <laughs> but of course, you got inducted before, of course. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, what about reading some more of Nick Iggy's book? Okay. Let's see. Now, keep in mind, for the listeners wondering, is there any more books written by Nick Iggy? Of course, the answer is yes. He had two comic books 
chronicling the adventures of Team IOU, which was the story of a boy and his dog, a dog and his boy. Coach, did you ever read the comic books of Team IOU? Not yet. Hopefully, Nick Iggy still has some in print and we can get you some copies. But I will read now from There's No Punchline, an independent wrestling joke book by Nick Iggy. Illustrated by Jose Pedro Giosia. All right, cool. Brett Eisen went to the zoo but found out the only animal they had was a dog. It was a shit zoo. Uh, a blonde read that Christy James won a match against two Brazilian wrestlers. The blonde asked, how many is a Brazilian? Uh, what do you get when you mix Darren Corbin with the tallest living animal? A ginger rat. I don't know. Uh-huh. Andy Brown heard that Italian pastries are amazing. He can only imagine. (laughs) Why did Matt and Nick cut the legs off of his bed? He wanted a deeper sleep. And that wasn't wasn't even the Suicide Kings with Matt and Nick. (laughs) Yeah, that was Matt and Nick's over a... Dally Lucha Libre and ProWrestlingTees.com. There's a rumor that we're going to have a Nick of Times edition one t- one day. I've heard that scuttlebutt. I heard there was a certain person that may have come to us, not only from one coast, but also the other one that came up with that brilliant idea. Nice. Let's see. Here's one. Kobe Durst went to Australia and tried a kangaroo beer. The taste was good, but it was too hoppy for him. Uh-huh. Jaden Newman walked into a bar. As he sat down, he looked up and noticed three pieces of meat hanging from the ceiling. He asked the bartender, what's with the meat? The bartender said, if you can jump up and slap all three pieces at once, you get free drinks for an hour. If you miss even one, you must pay for everyone else's drinks for the rest of the night. Want to give it a go? Jaden took another look at the meat and said, I think I'll pass. The stakes are too high. <laughs> Let's see here. Hey, if Stro calls in within a few minutes, I think he'll beat Nikki Six to the show. As in Nikki uh, Six called poss- in a lot later. Possibly. Imagine if Nikki Six called in one hour after five o'clock. Definitely, I know, huh? He tried, remember? He got cut off. Well, I can't he help but if he dropped the call prior to the two o'clock hour. Yeah, he he got cut off his own show, damn it. Yeah, it happens. Remember when Beast Barnett was the guest board operator for one of uh, Buddha's uh, The Lounge shows, and Beast Barnett cut him off because he thought he was getting too crazy. Oh, wow. 
It was a thing that happened. Let's see here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Here we go. I asked Lee Moriarty what his favorite thing about Switzerland was. He said he wasn't sure, but the flag is a big plus. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh huh. We did that one. Oh, here we go. All right, Coach, are you prepared for possibly the main event portion of this book? Sure. Okay. All right. How are your ribs? Because I don't want you cracking any ribs from your laughing. They're good. Okay, here we go. In high school, Nick Iggy liked this girl, so he decided to ask her to prom. She said, of course I'll go to prom with you. Have you gotten the tickets yet? No, Nick responded, but I'll go to the front office right now and get them. So Nick went to the front office to get the prom tickets and waited in line for five minutes. He waited in line for 10 minutes. He waited in line for 15 minutes before he got to the front and purchased the tickets. He ran up to the girl and let her know that he got the tickets. She said, that's great, but have you gotten your tuxedo yet? Nick responded, not yet, but I'll rent one after school. When school ended, Nick got in his car and drove to get a rental tux. He waited in line for 20 minutes. He waited in line for 40 minutes. He waited in line for 60 minutes before he got to the front of the line, got fitted, and left with his rental tux. He called the girl and said, hey, I got the tickets, I got the tux, we're ready for prom. I'm glad you got those, and I hate to ask this of you, but have you gotten the limo yet? Asked the girl. No, I haven't rented a limo for prom yet, Nick said, but I'll head there right now to rent one. Nick got to the dealership to rent a limo and waited in line for 10 minutes. He waited in line for 20 minutes. He waited in line for 30 minutes before he got to the front of the line and was able to rent the limo. Nick called the girl and told her, I got the tickets. I got a tux. I got a limo. Is there anything else I need to get before I can take you to prom? No, pick me up. On Saturday at 6, she answered. Saturday at 6 rolled around, and Nick pulled up to her house. They put the corsage on, took pictures, got dinner, and headed to prom. When they got to prom, Nick tells the girl, I want this to be the perfect night, one you will never forget. Is there anything I can get you to make sure that happens? She responded, you know, I'm a little thirsty. I wouldn't mind a glass of punch. So Nick gets up, goes to the punch table, and there's no punch line. Ha, ha, ha. That was a long-winded, that's the longest-winded joke I've ever heard. And it happens to be the title of the book. There's no punchline. Okay. Now, Coach, can you tell us the third longest setup to a joke you ever heard? I couldn't tell you. Is it a secret? No, I I can't pull it out of the hat off the top of my head, no. Oh, wow. Well, if you think on it, can you report back next week? Sure. I did That'll get to be watch huge. the Dickies. I did get to watch the Dickies Banana Splits video. Oh, that was huge. How did you enjoy that one? 
I wasn't entertaining. They were singing in to Mr. Microphone, as Danny Bonaducci would say. <laughs> That's true. Now, did you see the Dickies when they were on CPO Sharky? No, I didn't. That was a good episode of CPO Sharky. So what, what was now, Coach, would you say CPO Sharky is one of your top five television programs that you've ever seen in your entire lifetime? No, it was good. Mr. Uh, Excitement, Don Rickles was on there, right? He was. He played the title character, CPO Sharky. Yeah, I used to love watching him on Johnny Carson. There was only a few people who could take over the show and have Johnny falling out of the chair and... Of course, Don Rickles was one. Now, did you see the incident where Johnny Carson was mad because his pencil box was broken? And when he asked Ed McMahon, who broke my pencil box, Ed McMahon ratted out Don Rickles. So Johnny Carson stood up, walked across the set, went into the set of CPO Sharky, and he said, Hey, Rickles, what's going on here? What's with my pencil box? And Don Rickles tried to make up excuses, and Carson was all kinds of mad. He was angry that his pencil box had been broken. Oh, nice. Wow. Now, Coach, right. I think our listeners today have one very important question that they would collectively ask you if they were here right now to ask you that. I'll ask it on behalf of our audience. What episode of CPO Sharky was your favorite? I don't know off the top of my head. One more thing I don't know off the top of my head. I didn't really study that show. But I oh, did that's see too bad. Now, now, could you study it this week and then also report back next week on your favorite CPO Sharky episode? What network set on? Um, you can find it on the YouTubes. Okay. All right, cool. I think Kurt Ferris will be very interested to know your favorite episode of CPO Sharky. Okay, cool. Also, we want to report, too, that uh, Stephen Bonner's, him and his wife's house down in Nevada burned up this last week and they have a GoFundMe at Andrea Bonner and, and family. If anyone can help out, I'm sure they would appreciate it. And also we don't want to forget Lindsay, Lindsay McKinney's GoFundMe that was set up from losing Sonny O'Mara. Um, if you can donate to either one of those, that would be great. Absolutely, both worthwhile causes. Our best wishes go out to them. And also, while we're sending out best wishes, continued thoughts and well wishes to Logan Vitor, who was injured at the Warrior Pro Wrestling Show last week. She suffered a fractured skull and a shattered sinus cavity, nearly lost the sight in her right eye, but... I believe they were able to salvage that, and she will have to have some surgery, including plastic surgery. But all things considered, she was lucky, and she's still with us and should make a full recovery. 
So we're glad of that. Amen. And also don't forget Excitement in the Air, Volume 1 and 2 is available on Amazon. Yes, it is. Mike Rogers and um, I'm Correct me if I'm wrong on this. I believe Frank Culbertson is the publisher. Yes, he helped. He helped get it written. Yes, and get it yes. published. Yes. Yeah, and then I oh. also want to throw out there. I'm reading a great book right now. It's really helping me in the times we're in right now. Creating your own destiny in, from international bestseller Patrick Snow. It's a really great book, uplifting. He's, uh, I've been honored and blessed to have him as a mentor, book coach, publishing coach, mark, marketing coach, and he's available at patricksnow.com, and he's on Facebook. Is he related to Jamin Mitch Snow of AWA fame? No, he's not, but he did grow up in Michigan and got to watch that wrestling when he was a kid, so yes. He he has seen a lot of good wrestling there over there in Detroit. Home of the Sheik. Yes. Well, Coach, you want to rattle off any plugs or promotions or anything you want to say? Well, I guess we'll wrap this up nice and neat as we've been Lance Deemed. We have, and looks like the stroll is on Buddy Highway's show, so... At least he got to be on there. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, because Buddy Highway has those brand new yellow tights that are all the rage in sports entertainment this week. Why is it that every single sports entertainer this week said, I need brand new tights. I know I'll get yellow ones. Yeah. Huh? Okay, well, people can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach of the most. Also, Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room. Well, you can find me on the Book of Faces, the Twitters. I'm down a couple of followers on the Twitter, so I, I, I need more to push up closer to that 800. And on the YouTubes. You can find me on the YouTubes. Episode 525 of the Sign of the Times uploaded late last night. The A Bird Made a Mess on a Fence edition. Yeah. You were suspecting it could have been Stomping Steve. It could have been, Coach. I'm not going to confirm or deny it. But sometimes he gets this nervous stomach when he's worried about my subscriptions on the YouTubes and he's worried that old Ken Hamlin's going to throw a rock right through his window and shatter some of his museum-quality glass collection. And Stompin' Steve has spent probably high of six figures on museum-quality glass um, the course of the last several years. It makes his tummy upset. He does some questionable things sometimes. Definitely, and don't forget our mascot, Chicken Bob. Yeah, it wasn't Chicken Bob that made that mess on the fence. He did not do that. And then how do they get a hold of him? Well, usually with an attempt of a left hammerlock, but it usually fails. 
but you can find him on the Instagram. He loves his gram. You can find him on the Book of Faces, on the Twitters, Chicken Bob Bach, and he's usually on the Sign of the Times, sometimes with old Ken Hamlin. All right. And then don't forget, we have a Buddhist special this Thursday night at 7 with the Cool Hills, Sincere and Eric Wright. And then on Friday the 8th, we have Bill Anderson. April 10th, we got Leatherface. April 15th, we got Demetrius Star of the Wing She-Cat. April 17th, second generation's Jenny Santana, the world grappling champion. April 22nd, Adonis Staples. April 24th, Mustang Mike. And April 29th, Brad Bad. Absolutely. And then then, uh, going into May, we have a themed month, Coach. We love the themed months. Yes, it's Blades Month. Absolutely. Stomp and Steve did a fantastic job on that flyer. You'll be able to see the flyer very soon as we start throwing that up there. You want to run down the blade? Yeah. Sure. On May 1st, we got Roger Blades. On May 8th, we got Brian Blades. May 15th, Damian Blade. May 22nd, we got Johnny Blades from Texas. May 29th, we got Johnny Blades from Illinois. Then we have a Buddha special, May the 4th Be With Us, with the, with the very own Stompin' Steve and Wild Lyle, amongst other people, should be on for that special. And on Fridays in May, May 6th, we have Feel Good. May 13th, Chaz Taylor. May 20th, SCW Hall of Famer Stevie Jonak. We sure miss her. It was just her birthday the other day. And then May 27th, handsome Eric Hemrick and guest, his manager, A-Dick, what's his name again? A-Dick Vickers. A-Dick Vickers, yes. And then we already have a theme for June. Absolutely. This was also an idea from that same guy that came up with the other great idea. Can you tell us what it was? It was Authors Month. We'll have people that have written books with us on the Fridays in June. You'll be listening to the aforementioned Rogers and Culbertson on the 3rd. On the 10th, Gary Morgenstein's back. 17th, Matt Legit and Nick Iggy, 2-1. and one. And then the 24th, Jake Shannon. Yes, we and we even got a couple Sundays booked. We June. do. You want to throw out the Sundays? Yes, Sunday, June 5th, Paragon, the Washington State champ. And also, he's another champion, isn't he? Yes, three current titles he's defending all over the country. What's the other two? He has the Heroes and Legends United States title, and he has the Maryland State television title. He defends all of them all over the country. That's impressive. 
And then on June 26th, we got Caden Cassidy returning. We're, we're honored to have him back. Uh, he had quite the story. He couldn't be on the full show last time, so we were happy to get him back. Absolutely. I've known him since his literal first days in the wrestling business, Coach. Nice. Well, I think that's all we need to get out there. Anything else as we jump to the end today, Coach? No, just want to wish everybody a good week coming up, and thanks, everybody, for listening. we got over 1,700 shows in the books now, and you can check us out on all the major platforms, Apple, Podcast Addict, Google, iHeartRadio, and others. Indeed. And as requested by Coach, here we go.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.